0: Hey, everyone. Thanks, as usual, for listening to our show. As usual, check out our Twitter, at Madness and check out our website if you feel like doing some good reading, midcorpmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, we are only 100 days away from the
1: beginning of the college basketball season. Thank you, John Rossi, for that. Yeah, you know what that means is that you can play a, a game of 99 bottles of beer on the wall and drink one bottle of beer each day, which might want to drink more than that. Right. right? But by the end of it... If you want to enjoy yourself. Yeah. But by the end of it, you don't have to be sad because then college basketball. basketball starts. Yes. Let's get into it. Woo!
0: Who's your big winner? All right, John.
1: As you adjust your t-shirts, yeah. My big winner: college basketball fans.
0: You can't say that again.
1: Why? Okay. I'll let me it. just let <laughs> me explain. Okay. Think about the national discourse around college basketball, in, in in particularly in relation to the NBA. The NBA, they're 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 way more skilled. It's a way more beautiful game, so much more free flowing, right? All of these—that's th- what people say. Right? Okay, I okay, agree with that. If you agree or disagree, that's that's another conversation. Nice. But that's the way everything is kind of uh, painted. College basketball things get it get bogged down. The game's slower. There's no three seconds on defense. So big guys can just camp their ass in the paint in front of the rim, dominate games. It's just a much more grinding style. Things get stuck in the mud a little bit. Right? Yeah. Take all that information, bag it up, take a twelve-hour flight back in time to Japan, where the where the Olympics are going on. Oh, right no things. Yeah, no but spectators. You go back in time
0: because yeah. that, isn't that sweet? Right. Yeah, because they're twelve hours behind us. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like time <laughs> travel. <laughs> yeah, I see where you're going with it. Yeah.
1: If you kill your grandfather twelve hours back in time, can he impact the?
0: I think the, that's how it works. grandfather paradox? You're, you know, just, you're explaining it. That's a thing, right? So well.
1: Yeah. Anyway, United States Olympic basketball team. In the last month, uh, during exhibition season, exhibition season, exhibition games that they're playing yeah. in Vegas, they lost to Nigeria. Not a good loss. Large upset after beating Nigeria by something like 80 points. Which Who's like, who's like the NBA? There's got to be NBA players on Nigeria. There are a handful of them, okay. yeah. No, nobody, though, that like someone who doesn't really follow the NBA all that closely would like know okay like there there are there that Nigeria is an emerging country from from a talent perspective and there are more guys like like in this last draft there were a lot of guys from Nigeria but mm-hmm. but on the the Nigerian national team is not there yet okay they haven't fared very well either they beat the Olympic team though in only an exhibition play they lost to Australia basically Saint Mary's yeah. Okay. Australia might be the favorite in the Olympics right now. I think they're undefeated. They've been playing quite well. I think their second-leading scorer is like St. Mary's Jock Landale. Remember the big oh, guy, Jock Landale? You know who – I don't know if he's Australian or not, but I think he would be as Joe Ingles. Yep, he's he on is. the team. Yeah. Della Vadova, oh, Patty Della. Mills, Aaron Baines, all these guys. Yeah. I think Ingles didn't, but the rest of those guys all played at St. Mary's. Maybe St. Mary's is our big winner. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. call it back to college basketball. Though. Okay. Well, actually, those guys were college basketball and great players, so yeah, that only how,
0: strengthens my point. You know how like baseball has like their farm system. What if like St. Mary's is just the farm system for Olympic gold
1: medals? Maybe, yeah, could be. Used to be the United States. Yeah, I have be. a way to get us back to that point, though. You're making a well, point. Well, I, I don't. I don't have a way to, but I'm telling a story. Eventually, I'm winding well, a winding the road one? to a point. Who's your winner again? College basketball. Oh, okay, Kay. fans. The United States college the basketball first, fans. the first. Yes. In the, first, in the first round of their pool play, United States lost to France. Okay. Massive upset, right? I mean, I think I, I, we're at the point now where the United States loses it all and everyone loses their minds and freaks out because it's an upset because the United States team is contrived of nothing but superstars, right? All these guys who are, who are considered the best players in the league, they just throw them all together and they say, go get buckets. Well, the Olympic game isn't like that. It's grinding. Mm-hmm. It's slow, more physical. Big guys can camp in the paint. How do we save Olympic basketball? You get college players. Maybe. That's yeah. that's become the discussion, right? With, with they're going to care more. That's another big issue that are they they're, they're, they're going to care more? Can we get gold though? I don't I don't know. I I'm, I'm not here to decide if you can get gold or not, but I love that college basketball now has become the savior potentially. And and maybe in two weeks this all becomes I honestly thought worth that, nothing.
0: I thought the last Olympics, or maybe it's FIBA or something, was gonna be the last one with NBA players. I thought they are already going that route. That'd be sweet. I was I was surprised to see that there was NBA players this
1: time. I don't know if college basketball players could go and win gold for the Americans like like in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But isn't that isn't that a great narrative shift? Yeah. College basketball can save the United States. They're not the hero it. that I don't like we. I like that people are bashing it because it's great. Col- college basketball isn't the hero we deserve, but the hero we need and that we want, that we demand. Maybe yeah. I don't know. College basketball fans, my winner.
0: Maybe yeah, just I, college basketball. I, is my I think winner? it is college basketball. I don't think
1: it's the fans. Well, the fans of college basketball who get tired of getting beat down by all those by all Could those be. NBA fans I, I thumbing we, their nose at college hoops, saying, "Oh, it's it's less." You like watching minor league basketball? I think I want you to restart your whole point. <sighs> Who's your big winner? I'm just kidding. (laughs) College basketball slash college basketball fans. My winner. That'll work. All right. Enough talking for me. I'm exhausted. You do it a lot, though. I do. Yeah. Well, I'm married, so I never get words in at all. That's true. So I've (laughs) got to get all my thoughts (laughs) out now. (laughs) We made it six minutes. Bashing my wife. You got a winner? I do. Okay. Because, Biggs,
0: there's no place like home. The you hear it in songs. P. Diddy has I'm Coming Home. There's Sweet Home Alabama, that's true. Which Sweet Home Alabama actually leads quite in, leads well into my first person I'm going to talk about, Jayden Shackleford. Wow, what a connection! That is a good connection. I'm here for that, yes, because as you very well know, Shackleford put his name into the portal a few weeks ago.
1: Jayden Shackleford, yeah, yeah, Alabama's leading scorer, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think so, yeah.
0: And since our last pod, which was a while, it was like two and a half weeks ago that we recorded, so we're very late on this. We're
1: making our triumphant return.
0: Yes, but he has decided to return to Alabama, take his name out of the portal, and return, and then, and I i should say a name because I think Coffee Cochran was first, but Coffee Cochran who also put his name in the portal, and there's rumblings. I think there is who was it? Kentucky was in the running. They. Thought to be the favorite, then there's Illinois. And who's the third team? Florida State. Yeah, Florida State. Yeah. He also decided he's going to stay in Illinois, which we predicted, by the way. We did successfully on our last podcast. That was a great prediction on our part.
1: That was impressive. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't remember if it was me or you. Let's just assume it was you. Okay. (laughs) But it's funny because I think about this and these two guys doing this, and I know you like how I met your mother. I do. There's an episode where Barney's having sort of like, I don't want to say midlife crisis, but it's like, or he was like reevaluating his life, right? He's sort of away from the group for a couple of days and he comes back. And he goes, You know, guys? I made the decision that I'm gonna continue to be awesome. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yes. Of course. And, and I'm going to keep being awesome. Yes. Not changing anything. Yes. And Lily Lily's response is, So you made a life changing decision to not change
1: anything about your life. And that's what I think about these guys. Sometimes that's a profound decision you got to make. It's yeah. just there is no change. Sometimes the change, we the, the the biggest decision is to not decide anything. Yeah. The indecision.
0: And so, you know, they put their name in the portal. They had their little self-reflection. And they decided, you know, there's no place like home. And that's why home is my big winner.
1: I'm here for that. Yeah. I love that. Who's your loser? All right. My loser Duke basketball.
0: My ears are perking
1: up. <laughs> All we ever hear about, the brotherhood. Mm-hmm. All these five stars that just keep coming to Duke. Come to Duke, it's going to be an NBA factory. You show up at Duke, you put in your time at Duke, you're going to go to the NBA, you're going to be a first-round pick, you're going to build your brand here first before. It's, it's basically a way station on the way to the NBA. Brotherhood, they call it.
0: You know what I think it is? Barf. What the first time I heard Brotherhood, it was one of the NCAA tournaments and the North Carolina shirt that they were wearing was family, family. So it's like they had to like to one up it. Exactly. It's like if you're if it, it, you're it, working with like a friend
1: and you pick up a couple of boards and carry them in and then yeah. your friend goes and he Or you take a couple boxes moving? Right. And your friend then picks up like three boxes. Yeah. In, he's like, and I'm then better I, than
0: you. and then I grab three the next turn <laughs> and then he, then he has four. Yeah, exactly. How'd you come up with
1: that? I don't know. It's a good, it just came to me. <laughs> crazy, crazy idea. Competition, I guess. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but it's the in thing to do in that case. It's like, but they can't just
1: say family because you know North Carolina's already saying that. Yeah. So they, did North Carolina invent that? Probably not. <laughs> but but you know what they did though? They said you know what we like that. We're going to be part of the family of teams that used family. Thing. Exactly, but we're going to call it brotherhood.
0: Yep, yeah, Duke's got to be better. And then Zion Williamson has his press conference, and all he says the entire time is they have a brotherhood. Like like his whole press conference is Coach K said the word brotherhood, and I thought it sounded cool. So I'm just going to repeat it 30 times in this press conference. Sounded like Robin Hood. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then a national park was named after (laughs) him.
1: Not bad. Good good place. Good place. (laughs) Anyway, Duke. Pumping out all, getting all these five stars, right? It's the way station on the way to the NBA. John, I don't know if you you realize, their highest, their only first-round pick in the NBA draft a couple nights ago, quit on them. Quit the team. He left the brotherhood. Maybe it's better to leave the team. I think, I think we, we were fired up when Jalen Johnson opted out. You know, he quit the team. That might have been our first episode, too. Was that our greatest mistake? We were young then. We didn't know then what we know now. Right. He was actually making a really smart choice. Right. Why would you want to be in the brotherhood? Yeah. Duke sucks. Yeah. We hate they're them. They're not good. No. They the have other guys, they the it. guys who stayed on the team, Matthew Hurt, five-star, top-ten recruit, DJ Stewart, top, I don't know, 20 recruit, five-star kid, freshman, one and done, undrafted, both of them. And now we can talk about this later, some notable undrafted guys, and they're yeah. both on it. You go to, you, you go to Duke you go, go undrafted? You don't even make the tournament in two years. Yeah. They are the –
0: One of two teams in the entire country who have missed the last two tournaments. Yeah. Because people forget, they forfeited before COVID. They were not
1: getting to the NCAA tournament two
0: years ago. Whether or not COVID canceled it. They opted out. Yeah, they opted out. Um, They quit, just like Jalen Johnson. They laid the groundwork for Jalen Johnson to quit. They did. Yeah. It's kind
1: of like in The Dark Knight where Batman starts kind of pushing back on the mob. You know, the mob is running Gotham. Batman shows up. He's like, I'm shutting down the mob. Well, then the mob's response is the Joker, right? The, their response to Batman is, "We need to stick the Joker on him." Well, then the Joker goes crazy, and they're like, "We've we've let we've let the cat out of the bag a little too far now, and we can't put it back in." That's what Duke kind of did with opting out. Opting out was like their their well, Joker's going to fix this, and then opting out became like this crazy wildfire, and now Duke can't control it. The guys are opting yeah. out of their team, and like Coach K is opting out after this season. Yeah, what a quitter. Do you think it'll be after this season, or do you think it'll be halfway through the season? Depends on if they're good or not. Yeah, true. Yeah. Duke, my loser. I like it. You got a loser? I do. Okay.
0: Because I have to. (laughs)
1: You do. We have homework. It's true. If you don't have a loser, then you're the loser. That should be a thing. I have something to say.
0: I'm a loser. No. Same. (laughs) Big 12. And I think our listeners are probably expecting this. Big 12? The Big 12. Is what? The loser. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we are, we are definitely late to the game on this, because I think all this stuff with Texas and Oklahoma came out very shortly after we recorded the last one. Since we're so
1: late, refresh my memory. What happened again? What's going on?
0: So Texas and Oklahoma basically submitted like their letter of intent.
1: To join, they entered the transfer portal. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to join the SEC... And, and I'm not sure exactly what year. I think I might have seen like 2024, 25, 20, 25, there's almost no chance it actually
1: happens in 25. It'll happen probably way sooner.
0: Really? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so for folks wondering like what, what, what's even the point of, you know, even switching conferences, right? Well, you know, green, it's money. All about those Benjamins. Exactly. And why SEC? Like, Historically, like SEC is probably gonna be better than basketball this year, but historically, Big 12 is usually better than the SEC. But where conferences make a lot of their money, bigs, football,
1: also green generally, unless it's Boise State, their field's blue, true. But yeah, yeah, football, football drives all this stuff, yes, it's, and, and no one thinks about basketball for it, but it, it's always football, it's driven by football. The um, SEC
0: is. You, know, you, you you have your you have all the stories, you have all the rivalries, you have your Bama Auburn rivalry, you've got Hello? Why are you looking at me like that? What other rivalries do we have? Is there any other ones in there? Our dogs? You're, I'm not a dog fan. Our dogs in public Florida. <laughs> Would
1: that be a rivalry? I think Tennessee, Florida is a pretty good rivalry there too. Our dogs in Tennessee, yeah. yeah. Our dogs with South Carolina. Our dogs with Auburn. <sighs> that's the that's the country's oldest
0: rivalry. Do you like Georgia basketball too, or no? No. How still... in the world did you end up on Georgia football?
1: I don't know. I just did. Did you? I like Georgia. Okay. But see, I don't think it's like super bandwagony because I mean they're they're good, right? They're they're always good. You can't really say that Georgia is bad in general. But I don't think it. I feel a little bit more high and mighty than like I'm an Alabama fan and a Yankee fan and a Cowboys fan and a Lakers fan. You know what I mean? Like it sounds like you're talking with someone you know. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I'll 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 bandwagon a couple teams that are like good. I mean, like North Carolina, I think is a, a team that I also kind of jumped on twenty years ago. But and I and I've always kind of kept liking. But I, I like I feel better about that than I do if I were to like Duke. You know, there's something about selling your soul a little bit on that. And I, I like my dogs. You know, yeah. I love the bulldog for one. He's adorable. I was and, a bulldog, and, and I just I dig their jerseys. I don't know. I think George is cool. Yeah. Okay.
0: Anyways, yeah. Back to Big Twelve. Okay. And so, like this is, like there's sort of a.
1: <laughs> well, here's here's a the, few other things that could happen.
0: The, the quick thing
1: about the Big Twelve is Oklahoma and Texas. We're talking about money. Yep. These are the two basically flag bears for that league. Oklahoma, yep. Texas, they're, Texas in particular, and they're going to be a package deal, no
0: matter what. It's like when recruits are. That's package, one of the deals. biggest rivalries. Yes, the Red River Red
1: River rivalry.
0: R's in there. Holy crap! The right. Red River
1: rivalry. Exactly. Thank you very <sighs> much. Texas though is is one of probably the five biggest brands in college football. They, Massive. They, yeah, and they the haven't state been of Texas. They haven't been as good no. recently, but they still have it. Like they've been bad for the last decade, or, yeah. or kind of just whole hum, right? But the you hear about, about it is all one the time. Best brands as
0: well. You hear about it all the time. Like in Texas, high school football is king. It's enormous. Yes. Yeah. And now it's like Texas isn't even the best school
1: in the state. Of Texas, I, I'd say TCU is maybe. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes lately, yeah. You know, Texas A and M jumped to the SEC and yeah. fine. You know, so I, I think yeah, that's that's the problem is that if Kansas State were to leave the Big Twelve, or no one care when Missouri and Texas A and M left the Big Twelve, they're like okay, see you bitches. Yeah, Texas is huge, and so is Oklahoma. Those are the two kind of flag bears from a football. Texas has its own ESPN network. Yeah, which is not which is probably another part of why they're leaving is yeah. that has kind of cratered it has not been very good at I oh, think I the Longhorn Network has not been pretty su- not been successful mm. um, and that's also in part why I th- that's the why there's kind of the steam that this is going to happen before 25 the ESPN is going to try to buy them out of that and okay. then use that to pay them to join the SEC I don't okay. know there's some there's a whole bunch of weird politics that go on with it it's kind of exhausting but yeah continue talking about the Big 12 yeah so it's gonna be tough it's gonna be interesting to see where
0: they go from here Um I think who's the- left how many teams were in them? weren't there only ten teams? I think, big 12? I think there's ten, so there'd be eight left. Um I think I've seen that teams they could I think the first report I saw was Cincinnati and who was the other one? Houston. Houston yeah. would replace it. Which Houston would be good. Um and you gotta wonder, like with for like a school like Cincinnati, like they're a good school. Um not great. Not not good, but not great. No. Not quite. not a not a great school a good school but a good there we school go. um, and like so like, do you think I'd consider them a mid major more so do you think if they go to the Big Twelve are they are they more attractive for like the five star recruits then
1: Cincinnati yeah you know what I mean are we talking basketball right now yeah basketball well I think you're forgetting Cincinnati was in the Big East. Not yep. that long when the Big East was yep. massive. So now, I, I, don't now, I don't know if they I don't know if mid major is probably the way I would describe it's them. It's tough but,
0: for the AAC because they basically just plucked all the Big East, big
1: East schools schools. A, a lot of them, yeah, yeah. Kind of the middle, the middle Big yep. East schools. Yeah, Houston would be. I mean, that's a huge market from a from a money. If we're just keeping it on money, the Houston market's a big one, mm-hmm. right? I don't know how great the, I don't know how attractive the Cincinnati market is, but they are successful both in football and basketball. Their football team's gonna be really good this year, I think. And the football team was really good last year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's something you want to. That stuff changes all the time, depending on who's the coach and, and whatever's going on. But from a basketball perspective, yeah, if you could, if you could add those two teams and maybe like, uh, maybe you dip into the Memphis market. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a huge one. And if we're just going to have these all sorts of wonky alignments in these conferences anyway, it's like, why can't Memphis be in the Big Twelve? Yep. Why are they in the AAC? You know,
0: I don't know. It'll be interesting. And then I've seen that, speaking of the AAC,
1: they're basically already trying to pluck the other 18s of the Big 12. Right. Is is the AAC actually going to come and just eat the rest of the Big 12, or is the Big 12 12 going to kind of try to circle the wagons?
0: Exactly. It's going to be interesting interesting to find out. And so this decision by Texas and
1: Oklahoma is going to have some big ramifications going forward. If, it, it, by 2025, I, I think Texas and Oklahoma are out by, like, 23, will the Big 12 exist in three or four years? Will there I be a Big so. 12? I think so. I can't imagine a world without just with, with no Big 12. It's going to get
0: weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's
1: going to get like super where, like weird. where does Kansas go? They go Big 10? See, I don't, I don't think, because everything is so football-driven, I don't I don't think the Big 10 wants Kansas. Yeah. Because they're so dog shit at football. If, but, like, can you imagine getting... Just from basketball, like, we have we have fucking Kansas now. Yeah. That'd be huge. Yeah. I I don't know.
0: What if Kansas just becomes sort of how, like, Notre Dame is in football? I was just going to say, maybe they, they go they independent. Just, yeah. Because that is... Their program is basketball. They don't, Could they that, go to the Pac-12? Pac-12 doesn't care about football. It, it finally gives them the Pac-12 some notoriety. True. Yeah. I mean... Obviously, they have Gonzaga, and Gonzaga doesn't play football in San Diego State, yeah, Nevada, BYU. Yeah, yeah, and Mormons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great. Let's segue into that because that's obviously the biggest, the biggest talker, and there's there's so much more to it. There's more layers, and see, there's there's people like Ross Dellinger who are actually like connected, who are doing the actual digging and capital day journalism on this stuff. And then I'm trying to summarize what he says. Basically, this. yeah. But I mean, it, it seems like what it's headed towards here is super conferences, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the SEC is taking Oklahoma and Texas. They're going to have 14 teams now.
0: I thought 16. I think they're going to have 16. Or
1: something. They're going to have 16 teams? I think the
0: idea is to have. Yeah, four, yeah, yeah. The SEC already had 14. Like four pods of four for like, scheduling purposes. Oh, I'd be great with that. I was actually
1: thinking about this yeah. from my Georgia perspective. And if they continued going with an East and West. Alabama and Auburn would move move into Georgia's division, which would suck balls. You're not going to be good. That'd be horrible. You're never good. No. We'd never be good enough. It would suck. <laughs> so I love the pod idea for yeah. sure. But that's neither here nor there. But, I mean, okay, so, like, if the SEC's doing that, well, now everybody's talking about how's the ACC going to respond? Is the ACC going to try to start? Because What are they at, like, 15
0: teams in basketball? I think like 15 teams in basketball. 14, yeah. 14
1: 15. I don't think they need to add anyone.
0: Unless I mean, it might be like a re-recruiting type
1: thing where they have to make sure that they're keeping all their schools. Or do you, or do you see that as an opportunity to like get rid of some of your trim the fat and then go pick up some other schools? Get, that rid, say, get rid of like a pit or yeah or, or yeah pit or uh, Duke. Sure. Yeah. Try to go get like Florida. I don't know. Yeah. I have no. Uh, I mean, I have no idea. Like, it's just. Because these conferences now, I, I think, are starting to decide like we don't need the NCAA regulating things. These these conference commissioners are like, let's just let's just have these super leagues and pool all the money together. Mm-hmm. And it honestly, truly, I mean, I, you've heard that now, like on the in the last few weeks, kind of on different last week, basically, I think it happened like a week ago. But a lot of the talk now is that you're just going to have a couple super conferences. You know, I've heard the- four. I've heard it's going. to... The way I've
0: heard described is, like, the Big Ten will be the Conference of the North. ACC will be the East.
1: SEC will be the South.
0: And the Pac-12 will be the West.
1: Just sort of by default. The North remembers. Yes. That'd be pretty sweet, I guess. The King of the North. We do like the North, which is Ohio State. Right. That would suck. <laughs> but, yeah. And then, I, I mean, I was just listening to one here the other day saying the Big Ten now is thinking, like, their, their response to this is they're going to go try to, like, tap into, like, the LA markets, they're going to go try to get UCLA, USC, and, like, Colorado if mm-hmm. they want to add a couple teams. Like, can you imagine USC in the Big Ten? That's weird to me. It would make no sense. No. Like, they, they're not Midwest. They're, they're nothing about that. They're, they're not one of us. No. They're not one of us at all. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. Like, you got that C, the Seattle market and Oregon. I mean, do those where do those schools go? I'm like, I don't – it's just – it's kind of mind-blowing. It's hard to – it's just hard to even think about and – Maybe we're getting to the age of here where we hate change, mm-hmm. but it feels like change is really. This is a different kind of change than the players now can sign autographs and get fifty bucks for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And like,
1: well, I was just going to. This isn't a new thing. Teams do switch conferences. You know,
0: Maryland used to be in the ACC. Right. Um, Louisville was in the Big East. Syracuse, all those schools, used to be in the Big East. This happens. Absolutely. Um,
1: but it, it's never seemed to have like this much ramification before. Yeah, that, and it, it feels like this is just incredibly, I mean, it's always been about money, right? It feels like it's more blatant now. This is literally just a giant money. And it ground. came out of nowhere. The Texas-Oklahoma thing, yeah. yeah. I don't know where that, all of a sudden it was like, Texas-Oklahoma want to join the SEC. It's like, uh, what?
0: Yeah,
1: I just scrolled they through Twitter. want to be average yeah. instead of running the Big 12. They want to be mid-pack SEC teams in football. Money. Have fun with that. Yeah, they make a ton. Yeah, that's the thing.
0: No longer will Oklahoma get destroyed in the College Football
1: Playoff in the first round. Yeah, they won't. They that's kind of that that classic meme where the guy's doing the thing where he's like, "Can't, can't make a mistake if you don't ever actually do anything. Exactly. Like, it's can't, can't get fucked up in the in the College Football Playoff if you go and you f- make six it. and six every year. However, they m- might be expanding to twelve here. Yeah, that's true. So basically, it'll be so they would probably would maybe make it. The like fifth best team in the SEC would probably be in the field of very well could be. Yeah. You have your Well, if there's only four conferences. Right. See, that would be unfortunate if the Big Twelve then kinda goes down the tube too, because who's from a football perspective, who's the best football program left in the Big Twelve? I almost said Iowa, but they're obviously not the Big Twelve. Maybe Iowa State at the moment. Iowa State's good. It's good right now, yeah, but is that like your, that might that be the like best your one. football flag bearer, though, from a traditional standpoint, like Ugh. Oklahoma State? I don't know. TCU? They just joined the Big 12 like yeah. five years ago. Baylor? I'd say TCU. That's incredible. Think about that. TCU yeah. was in the Mountain West like yeah. five years ago. No, yeah, now they're the top of the Big 12. Congrats to them. Life comes at you fast. Good Big yes. winners. TCU, yes. the Horned Frogs. Talk yes. about a sweet man. <laughs> the Horned Frogs.
0: to fuck man. with a Horned
1: Frog? Huh?
0: would you fuck with a Horned Frog? No. They have a horn. Yeah. But so do unicorns. Would you fuck with horn? Yeah, a but unicorn? they're horses. Those are True. nice. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't fuck
1: with one. You yeah. would want to, like, befriend it, though. A Horned Frog? That sounds a little more ominous. They're a little more intimidating than a unicorn. They, like, hop at you and rivet. you yeah. they have a horn. Stab yeah. You. That's the thing. Is they can, like, hop and stab you. Yeah. Scary ideal yeah anyways alright I
0: don't know if we can unpack this anymore
1: yeah I don't, I don't know how much more there is like this stuff will just it'll it'll probably keep unpacking itself over the course of probably the next year I mean this will probably dominate a ton of discussion in terms of who's going where what's what's happening with this and I'm sure that this isn't the last we're going to hear of it yeah you know so yeah let's get into I know we already
0: talked about Coffee Cochran and Kevin O'Banner um also I just want to touch on Marcus Carr because I want to ask you a question here okay Going to Texas. Uh, don't. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to bury the lead here. I'm sorry. Imagine a starting lineup of Marcus Carr, Devin Askew, Christian Bishop, Trey Mitchell, Dylan Dessou, and who's and then a, a sixth man off the bench. I can't think of the name. I was hoping you were just going to keep naming guys and have ten starters. <laughs> That's kind of what they've got. But anyway, my point is, that's a starting five of only the transfers they've gotten this year. Timmy Allen. Timmy Allen, that's the one I forgot. Yeah. Him coming off the bench. No, he'd probably be starting in this situation.
1: Well, I mean, put it put it another way here. Imagine a starting five of of Devin Askew, Timmy Allen, who averaged 17 a game at Utah. Uh. Probably Brock Cunningham, who came off the bench for Texas last year, who's, who's just kind of a nice kind of role player type, lunch pail guy. He get start? No, Oh. Okay. No, but imagine, I'm just, okay. Imagine this starting five. Okay. Okay. Uh, Christian Bishop and wait forward the number thirty three recruit in the country, Jalen Tyson. Yeah. Okay. Imagine that starting five. Probably a decent team, right? Right. That's Texas's second starting five. That's their bench probably. It's ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. They legitimately have ten guys that they can play like. Their their tenth guy is the number 33 recruit in the country. That that's a good problem to have. It's an interesting problem because I mean, in this day and age where guys can transfer after you know, at the drop of the hat without any sort of ramification. I mean, I guess a lot of these guys transferred in already if they've probably already used their one-time transfer thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, man, alive, I mean, the, the amount of mouths to feed, and the guy's got to keep happy there. I mean, Marcus Carr, we just talked, I mean, he had the keys to the entire car at, at Minnesota, right? He had the ball in his hands, I and mean, he plays 40 minutes a game. If, like, I, I don't know what percent of dribbles there are in the Minnesota offense, he had to have 90% yeah. of them, though. You know what I mean? Like, he has the ball the whole time. And he's either shooting or he's passing as someone who's catching and shooting. Yeah. You know? At Texas, he's probably not going to do that. No. It's going to be interesting because... So I don't know how he
0: plays. Like, they, it's undeniable the level of talent they have. But it's like... Incredible can, amounts. Their practice might be better than games. Yeah. Can Chris Beard, you know, hone in all these different skill sets and put out a product on the court that is going to win basketball games?
1: And can you get them to coalesce? Yeah. yeah no doubt. So it's going to be interesting to find out on that. They're going to be really talented, though. I mean, I would assume in, in preseason rankings, you're probably looking at what, like top five, five, five to ten, right, five, somewhere five. in there. Top five. Are they the favorite in the Big Twelve? Who's in the Big Twelve? Uh I still give it to Kansas. Just because it's Kansas. Yeah. Like I, I tend uh, to agree with you. But there's it so many for
0: Texas. Me. There's so many new parts. Almost too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Like, the first year LeBron was in Miami, like all these new parts, they didn't win no, because didn't. of Jason Terry. Yeah. And J.J. Barea. Yeah. Dirk no, no, Nowitzki.
1: Nowitzki. Yeah. 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 So, Texas is be legit. I'm trying to think. Were there any other, were there any big, were there any other transfer moves? No. It's sort the, of drying up here, Biggs. The other one that we didn't touch on last time we were talking, I mean, coffee, coffee and car kind of took... <laughs> Coffee in car, that's that's a lawsuit. That's a that's an accident waiting to happen if True. you spill your coffee in the car. Yeah, all over your crotch. It's getting loosey-goosey. Yeah. Uh, no, the other, the other semi-seismic, kind of potentially impactful one I thought was Musa Sise. five-star big man who played his freshman year at Memphis. And, and he's kind of ho-hum. I mean, you look at his numbers. He averaged like six and a half points, maybe six rebounds in a couple blocks. He was a guy who reclassed though, remember. So he's a seventeen year old or eighteen year old basically playing a year up. Yep. In a Memphis system where Penny I don't know, Penny Hardaway is just not you watch that Memphis offense it's, it's kinda of setting basketball back a little bit. He transferred to Oklahoma State. Now I don't know what Oklahoma State situation is because weren't they supposed to be banned from the tournament last year and then they, they appealed it's, it so they able appealed to play. it and I guess I don't know if they're gonna come revisit this year. I don't know i tell you what, if they don't, I think Oklahoma State's going to have actually a really good team yeah. because you've got basically the entire team minus Cade Cunningham back. And, and if you remember right, Oklahoma State had a pretty good squad. He, he missed a couple games, and, like, they were pretty good, right? Yeah. And they, they pick up Musa uh who gives them kind of a big man. Last year they really didn't have – they had a really small team. Their yeah. biggest guy was yeah. uh, Caleb, Caleb Boone. Caleb Boone was, was kind of their lone big man, and, and I think he was solid, but – I, th- I think he looks to me, at least, my eye test tells me he's a guy that can also play with another big, because he's kind of rangy and uh, quick, and kind of athletic type guy. Plus, you just need more depth. And mm-hmm. Cissé is, is a high-end talent. I mean, he's a five-star kid who who's really known for his defense. And they also added, was it Bryce Thompson? Five-star freshman from Kansas. Kansas. Who didn't do a ton as a freshman. But, so it sort of got lost in the shuffle there, I think. Yeah, but you you've seen that with, with Bill Self. It's hard it, you don't you just don't see freshmen really come in and dominate at Kansas.
0: If it is, it's like a who's the one? Mclemore back in the day. If, if even he was a redshirt freshman. Was he? Ben Yeah, was? He was a red yeah, that's the thing. I mean he was a freshman. Oh, like, he was a redshirt freshman.
1: Like Wiggins. Wiggins. You know. As they say, if if you're gonna come and contribute your freshman year, you're probably gonna be a lottery pick. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, so I wouldn't I mean how surprised I mean, we've talked about, you know. Some of these other guys, what what is it that you always say about freshmen? The best thing about them is that they become sophomores? Unless if you go to Duke. Unless you go to Duke and then you yeah. go undrafted. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this Bryce Thompson, though. I mean, he was a top twenty recruit, really, really talented kid, at least back to his prep days. Um, he goes to Oklahoma State and he really has a breakout. So they're gonna I think they're gonna have a really good team. I would not be surprised if Oklahoma State you look up halfway through the Big Twelve season and they're like Top three, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, the Big Twelve is a monster, right? There's not really a bad team in that league right now, besides maybe TCU. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Oklahoma State's going to be really good. Yeah. People are probably thinking they lost the number one pick; they're going to go back into being dog shit. Not so fast, my friend. Who's the other
0: guard they had last year? I can't think of his
1: name. Was it Avery Anderson? Yes, he had a really good yep. like late in the year. He was he was busting out in a big way too. Fire in all cylinders. He had had a good tournament. Yeah, they got Isaac Likely, I think, back. Yep. He's kind of a big point guard plays defense uh, they had like six or seven solid players so it's Cunningham and then like I remember thinking it is like Cunningham would, would
0: have like 17 18 points per game but then after that that I don't think there's anyone above double digits it was
1: it was real Florida State yeah but it, it was like, like
0: nine and a half there yeah like nine and, a half,
1: and there's like four or five people who were like that yeah so yeah it's interesting mm-hmm. so you got to think all those guys I, I believe are back yep. and now you add two x5 star recruits who probably still have some pedigree Right, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. Can they continue to grow without their best player, putting them in good good positions? You wonder sometimes, and and you kind of saw that. I think they, like I said, they played a couple games last year without him, and and a lot of times you'll see it's always interesting when the top player on a team misses time. How do those How do those other kind of complementary guys play? Do they? Is it like has has playing with a guy like Cade Cunningham stifled them to the point that? I don't remember how to play, and now, oh, shit, I have to actually do something? Or is it going to give you a freeing feeling where it's like, now I'm allowed to kind of play the way I'm I'm used to playing? I tend to think, I I really do, I tend to think they're going to be fine. Yeah. We'll see. I like it. Yeah. What else should we touch on? You want to talk about some notable undrafted guys, uh, because the NBA draft was just this last week. It just happened. Yeah. Thursday. That's right.
0: And it's sort of becoming the in thing to do with all the – college basketball talking heads to you know complain about how these guys are getting bad information from agents from yeah. coaches telling yeah. them you should go in the draft and then they don't get drafted right mm-hmm. which do you think players should be if they don't get drafted should they be able to come back to college basketball yeah i i, 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 do. I, I, do. I, I
1: really it doesn't make sense to me why you why you can't do that because it's like college basketball is like competing against it's like they're competing against the NBA, I think, and there's like no reason that you shouldn't allow these guys a safe haven if they want if they want right. to return. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I think it's like that in in uh, like in hockey and baseball. If you if, you can enter the draft if you get picked. You want to go back to college, you can. If you don't get picked, you go back to college. Like, mm-hmm. what? Why wouldn't you be able to? Yeah, you know? know, it's weird. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I I wish they would because there are so many times and we've talked about this in past years where you're not again you're not going to keep your first round picks. I think it's even grown to the point now where that used to be the old way of thinking was if you're going to be a lottery pick, if you're not going to be a lottery pick, come back to college, boost your stock, right? I think that I think everybody gets that that is now in the past. It, and then it, and then it graduated to if you're going to be a first round pick, leave. If you're not going to be a first round pick, come back, boost your stock, maybe be a first round pick. Even that I think is is gone now. It's to the point now where even even guys who are second-round picks can get guaranteed contracts. Yep. Even guys who get undrafted can get what they call two-way contracts where the G League, now they've put a lot more money into the developmental league and these guys can now balance between – it's like baseball where you're on your AAA team and you get you called up maybe for a couple games and you get sent back down to your right. AAA, whatever. So they're, and, they're, and some of those contracts are guaranteed. So it's to the point now where people say, if you can get that contract – might as well do it because if you're that level of player, you're probably not boosting your stock a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, you know, we were talking off the, uh, before the show, oh. like that, you want to check out next year's mock draft, just, just go look at 247's top rated players. Yeah. You know, if you're not in that cream, it's really hard to break into that. Yeah. It's really, really hard to because so much of it is just athleticism. It, it does happen,
0: like, you think of like a Ja Morant. He came out of nowhere. Right. Uh, so it does happen, but it's it does. It's very, not that's, likely.
1: that's very the exception. Yeah, You know, but yeah, you do, you wonder like some of these guys and, and, and to a point that that made sense, right? If you can get guaranteed money because you're not making any money in college, they're not paying us over the table. We have to leave. We have to start. We only have basketball players. We only have probably 10 years here where we can make money. Mm-hmm. So we need to get that started now. Why play for like the Joker said in the dark night, if you're good at that's something, right. don't do it for free. That's right. All right. I can't believe I've seen that. You need to see that. Music. I just
0: said I remember that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. He's an agent of chaos. Okay. Remember that. Right. Anyway. Now that, that's, that's a good though. nickname, though. An agent of chaos. Yeah. It's sweet. Anyway, if I were a yeah. professional agent, that would be my nickname. An agent of chaos. The agent of chaos. Yeah. Just maybe that's Rich Paul. Probably. The guy getting LeBron and like AD. Like it, just, we're going to incite chaos right now. Yeah. Get that's me that's, traded. Let's do it. To LA. Yeah. Russ Westbrook. Him too. He's only one ball though. It's true. Yeah. The poor rim. <laughs> anyway, that's changing now because these guys who wanted G League contracts because I gotta I gotta get mine, I gotta get money. Well now we've got potentially pathways where guys can now make money in college. They can be kind of the big man on campus in their in their college town. And and I don't know if that NIL is like an it's I don't think it is an unlimited well of money that guys are just gonna keep funneling in huge amounts. I do tend to think right now, because it's new, way more money's going around. Mm-hmm. Like, we're seeing a ton of uh, – you see a ton of, like, press releases of X company, uh, X, so-and-so company is now signed all these players and paying their this much money. That's a great pub for that company right now. There's a – Two I or see- three years from now, they're not going to do that. There's a Bama freshman quarterback. Bryce Young. That's his name. Yeah. He's already made seven figures. Yeah, he hasn't even started yet. Yeah.
0: He's, he's nice. going to be
1: good. But yeah. like yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, quarterbacks and attractive girls are going to make a ton yep. of money on NAL. But I don't think it's an unlimited well. That, that's kind of an aside. That's, that's dark for another day. If guys can make money in college now, mm-hmm. maybe they stay. Maybe they say, hey, I, maybe the two-way thing, I don't know. Maybe I can go get that eventually. Yep. Maybe the G League thing, that'll be there. I can still make college, uh, money and be the man at my college team and get to play the way that I want to play before I have to settle into being the 12th man. Yep. Now there's always going to be guys who say, screw, screw the information. I don't care what you're telling me. I'm hashtag betting on myself. Yep. You know, you can't stop them all. But it's why now now like when guys get undrafted, it's an even bigger shame than, than it might have been even before. And there were, some, there were some certainly notable players getting undrafted. You yeah, he like, talked before the show like Champagny. Justin Champagny. Was he the ACC Player of the Year? Was he? I think he was. Okay. From Pitt? Yeah. Big man? Yeah, I
0: know who he is, but yeah. Average 20 points per game, but... 20-12. He was a machine. I can't remember if he was. He must have been. Or was it Hurt? I think it was Champagny. Was it? Yeah. Segway into Hurt, though. Matthew sophomore Hurt. had a breakout campaign in his sophomore season. Enters his name also doesn't get drafted. Yeah, which I maybe he could carve out a role as like a shooter, but he doesn't seem like an NBA player to me.
1: No, it doesn't seem like one to me either. And now, would would going back to Duke have made sense for him because they're bringing in Paolo Banchero. they're bringing in a couple other guys who kind of play in the similar position. Is he gonna? Is he going to get the same kind of opportunity maybe as a junior that he would have as a freshman or sophomore? No, because they really went through him last year. They really did. Yeah. yeah. But, with one-time transfer stuff, could you leave? Could you yeah, transfer somewhere? Could. You go to Minnesota, where you're from, yeah. you're going to be the man. You're going to be a god there. You're not going to win any games. Though. You're not going to win any game Well, you're not going to a Duke either. Yeah. He's used for that. Yeah, true. So, he's never been in a
0: – he didn't make a tournament. He played for two years at Duke. I you know? yeah, hate to see it. You're not playing a tournament game. Yeah, I just
1: hate to see Crazy. it. Crazy. Yeah. Weep. <laughs> <laughs> no love lost. <laughs> no. DJ Stewart, though. Point guard. Duke. One and done. He wasn't
0: even good. He, freshman year, he didn't start for them. He started oh. some games,
1: maybe like half the time. Yeah, yeah. but like he, he, he was split. not a he was not an impactful one and done type of kid. And now who Duke did Duke get a point guard that they're bringing in? I don't even know. Yeah, I maybe mean, he's kind of a. Did they have two point guards? He's kind of a combo guard. It like, was, I lose track. Um, so he
0: split time with uh, that Jordan Goldwire. Yeah, which K gives these guys who he feels like a weird Jalen Blake's. Go back to last man. year, though. Who's
1: the other point? They had another point guard, didn't they? Like, yeah, DJ Stewart, who was what, like the yeah? They had Roach. Roach is oh yeah, there. Jeremy Roach. Jeremy yep. Roach will okay. be back, but I mean, still, I mean, DJ Stewart's a top thirty recruit. You don't think like another year would do you some good? I, I just, I, I don't get it. It's it's a Duke thing. I think yeah. like, Duke and Kentucky, like, you just you who, go in there with the heart? expectation that you have an expiration date. Who's the point guard they had a few years ago? Trevon Duvall, yes, Frank Jackson. Yeah. The list goes on with some of these guys. Duvall
0: yeah. is the one that I was thinking of. Who he at the start of the year, people were talking about. him. Like, he yeah. was a great player, like, mm-hmm. great passes, could shoot, was athletic. Um, Joel Berry broke him. I, I don't know if he ever.
1: Has he played in, a, in an NBA game? I don't, I don't know. know if he has. I don't. Even, I don't. No idea. Yeah. Joel Berry does that to people. He does do that. Yeah. We've got forty five minutes, and we haven't really been in North Carolina. We. Did we? We just did. I know, but like that's yeah. impressive that a, B, B, we got this far. I'm not sure if we did or not. You're going to have to check. I'll, I'll check right. when I get it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm curious. Um, Anything else you got, Biggs? David Duke, I, 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 the I, I, Providence point guard. I mean, yes. he's a guy who is just probably not going to get drafted no matter what. But, like, could he have been one of the best players in the Big East next year? Moses Wright didn't get drafted. Was, no. he, was he the ACC player year? Oh, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm Moses Wright was. Yep. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Not champagne. Yeah. I would have love to see Justin Champigny transfer to St. John's and play with the other Champagny. Are they twins? Do we do we figure that out Whatever. Well remember they have different hair. That's right. Trendon Watford, the LSU kind of swing kind of combo forward type. Ooh, Dwayne Washington. Dwayne Washington, another one. No, we he signed a about... did he sign a two-way deal? Yeah, with the Pacers. So some of these guys some of these guys signed two-way deals. Some of these guys though signed something what's called like a like a ten. Or some of these guys that just got summer league invites, like you've got no shot of making the team. Yeah, you know, uh, some of these guys sign, like a like, some, like an exhibit ten. There's there's some guys who are undrafted. Yeah, never heard of them. I haven't either, so I'm I'm assuming that's like really low on like the you've got almost no chance. Yeah, kind of thing. Hmm. So like I don't I don't know, like some of these guys who would make college basketball undoubtedly better, who go undrafted. I mean, it's just it's odd that kids make these mistakes, and and you yeah. hope with NIL, that this stuff may be helping.
0: helping to not make those
1: mistakes, dwindle these numbers down. And I think this is probably less, without doing a lot of research on it, I'm guessing this number of impactful college players, not not counting the seniors who technically could have come back, just because I think we have to separate ourselves from, like, if you're a senior, it's just natural that you want to move on with your life. Right. The underclassmen, though, yep. who have eligibility, yep. I don't think there are as many this year. I'm hoping there's less. And <laughs> I hope that number continues to dwindle.
0: Yeah, so like I said, hopefully with NIL that does, stuff does change. And then I hope we can go back to – I've told you this before, but like even the North Carolina-Duke rivalry just doesn't feel the same anymore because yeah. think back to when Tyler Hansborough. I'm um, trying to think of J.J. Redick. Yep. I had, to, I, I had to watch North Carolina play J.J. Redick Eight times. Minimum. There's probably a couple ACC tournament games there too. Yeah, it could have been ten. And so yeah. like the hatred for the other side really – Increases when you have to see JJ Reddick and Sheldon Williams.
1: Yeah, the landlord. Yeah, that's a terrific nickname. Talk about it. I've never heard of that. That was his nickname. Really? Look it up.
0: Yeah, the landlord. Is not he? He's the one that stayed married to Candace Parker, right? He
1: was. I don't know if he's anymore. Okay. I don't think he's anymore. Okay.
0: That's pop culture. He has
1: has Moment in the Sun. You know? (laughs) She's 6'5. She can actually dunk.
0: Yeah. He can't. Well, maybe he can. I
1: don't know anymore. Yeah, who knows? Landlord though. Elite name. But yeah, great name. you play you play these guys and you just you grow to really, really hate them. And, yeah. You know, like a Gerald Henderson was kind of the same way. Yeah. He's the one who busted Tyler Hansbrough's nose. They they had, had a podcast
0: together. Yeah, I think here. they're I think they're tight. They they I think they did like five episodes and quit, I think. But yeah. maybe they actually don't like each other. Maybe not. No. Was, but even he played three years,
1: you know, and yeah. it's just it's just different when, when or John Shire. Just, four years. Kyle Singler, some of these guys Ryan Zubek. Yeah. I hated him. Oh, exactly. And and I'm sure I'm sure Duke fans on the other side of this have UNC guys. They yeah. just couldn't stand. Hans Rose, of certainly yep. one of them. I, I, I'm know? feeling I
0: hate Danny Green.
1: Probably. Yeah, Danny Green's like someone they would hate. Probably. Him. Bryce Johnson, maybe. Yeah. See, I guess Carolina's had more three- and four-year guys. Yeah. But it is. It's just it's hard to hate Duke players who you can just tell even they don't want to be there more that's than a year. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that's not – I don't like that. No. And you could say the same thing about all these other rivalries, you know, like, like Louisville, I Kentucky. I didn't hate Zion or RJ there. No, it's just like all right, whatever. Yeah, I want to beat them still, but like it doesn't feel quite as good, right? So, yeah, you hope you hope some of these guys stay, you know. Anyways, guys,
0: we are. Let's wrap this up. Um, yeah. We're coming down the home stretch. We are basketball in hundred days. Hundred days. We're reaching, from Sunday. We're almost into double digits. Yeah. We're gonna have games to talk about.
1: I cannot We're not
0: gonna be searching for topics anymore. We're gonna be searching for topics to not talk about.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to like
0: trim the fat. Exactly. So it's gonna be fun. Let's get out of here. Alright. Bye.